Blog Talk Radio. You got to accentuate the positive Minate the negative, latch on to the affirmative. Don't mess with Mr. Between. You gotta spread joy up to the maximum, bring gloom down to the minimum. Have faith, a pandemonium liable to walk upon the scene. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio. And thank you for tuning in to another edition of Positively Affirmative, where we affirm you, our listening audience, with education, information, and resources in the areas of self-care, career development, business building, and wealth consciousness, challenges, and solutions. I am your host, Katrina Jones, Prosperity Life Coach of Satari Life Skills Institute, along with your co-host, Monica Renee, of Topics and Issues. How are you today, Monica? I'm good. How are you, Katrina? I'm good, Monica. I'm I'm really good. I, I know we spoke a little earlier and you were doing some homework. Yay! <laughs> yeah, that's good, good, good. Well, Monica, um, I'm very excited um, about our show topic today, uh, which is the um, A to Zs of of starting uh, your own nonprofit organization. And uh, today we have a special guest, and uh, we want to uh, welcome Tynetta Harris-McCall. Tynetta has a combined 26 years of direct customer service and program development experience utilizing both best-practice theoretical and practical real-world applications. Tynetta holds a master's degree in nonprofit administration and leadership, a bachelor's degree in urban services administration. Um, She is currently pursuing her Ph.D. in management with a focus on organizational change and leadership. She is the Vice President of the Clyde Raymond Community Center, a board member of Towards Achieving Milestones Incorporated, a voting member of the East Cleveland City Planning Commission, a member of Neighborhood Connections Grant-Making Committee, and a member of the Grassroots Grant-Making Initiative. Tynetta, uh, we want to thank you so much for taking the time out today um, to come on to Positively Affirmative. Oh, the pleasure is really all mine. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank you so much for joining us, Tynetta. I'm really excited about this show. <laughs> and I'm a t- I'm a t- <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you, Tynetta, uh, Monica, Renee, and I, um, you know, we came up with some um, questions that um, that we'd like to to ask you, and these are questions that I believe a lot of our um, our listening audience um, will be interested in. Um, as I was thinking about the the topic of um, starting a nonprofit, I 
I thought about three groups. I, you know, I thought about the group of people who are already doing the work of nonprofits, but don't have that um, that uh, entity. They they have not um, coined themselves and officially registered themselves as a as a nonprofit organization. So they're not getting the benefits of that. You know, non organization uh, organizations uh, have. Um, there, there are. Uh, there's a group that um, they want to start a, a nonprofit, but have no clue as to, you know, how to get started. Um, and also, um, you know, there's a group of of, of folks that, um, you know, have started nonprofits, but are kind of stuck in and don't know how to make their nonprofits grow. Um, and so, you know, because of that, um, we're just really excited to to have you on. Um, <laughs> so let's get started. And one of the questions that um, that I wanted to ask you is, you know, you are an organizational developer, and and tell us what exactly um, does an or you know what what exactly um, is an organizational organizational developer, and and you know what do you do? Well, in reference to myself, I assist organizations with developing their infrastructure. You know, that's the foundation upon which the organization is built. So, for example, I assist them with their formal structure, their boards, developing their programs, their proposals, uh, methods of evaluating, uh, their logic models, uh, fund development. So that's that's basically what I do. Okay. 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 Um, I actually have a question for you, Tanetta. Um, uh-huh. How did you develop your passion for what you do? How did you, uh, you know, develop your passion for wanting to go into this type of business? Well, my family has been in the business of providing services to individuals since 1958. And so basically I grew up understanding the importance of providing a quality service to people. And I just basically kind of narrowed my focus to the Nonprofit industry because it seems that's where people want to make a difference in other people's lives. And so, with that, my passion is helping those who want to help others because I consider myself to be a change agent. Oh, I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> I do too. I, I love what I'm doing. It may be tedious to some, yeah. but I really enjoy it. And, yeah, and you know what, Tanetta, that's really hard for, you know, a lot of people to actually uh, do something every day and actually love it. You know, some of us are just getting by, but it's really a blessing to find something that you like to do and can do it for a living. Yeah, yes. <laughs> wow. Well, Tanetta, I want to ask you, when I think of, of when I think of nonprofit organizations, I, I think of organizations such as Red Cross, United Way, Salvation Army. What type of organizations do you typically work with? I typically work with organizations whose budget cannot de- afford a development department. Mm. Okay, okay. See, those, so the- those organizations that you named, Mm-hmm. They they have the resources and the finances to uh, uh, to hire a staff of individuals whose main focus is development. 
And so the, the organizations, the smaller grassroots organizations, they, they, a lot of times they don't have that budget. Mm. So I, I prefer to work with them. Okay. Um, Tynetta, what type of skills does it take to create a, a nonprofit organization? Okay, let's see. From my standpoint, the skill that's needed to create any entity is the ability to know how to ask for help. That's the that's mm-hmm. necessary for you to do whatever it is you're doing. You have to know how to ask for help. Mm. I, I like that. I like that answer, Tynetta, because I know. Um, and when I started my business and my, you know, my coaching practice is a is a for uh, for profit, um, you know, organiz or business entity. But I can remember when I started my business, um, I, I quickly learned that I could not do everything. Exactly. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just could not be the expert in everything. And then at mm-hmm. some point, I had to reach out to other people who were experts in certain areas so that I could focus on what it was that I loved. Exactly. So that's uh, mm-hmm. That's, that's really point. interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Interesting. Um, who should typically who should typically think about starting um, a nonprofit versus a for profit entity? Okay. Well, that's a difficult question. Okay. And so I'm going to answer it. Um, I'm going to answer it like this. Any individual starting any endeavor, uh, in order for it to be successful, they must be willing to sacrifice, work hard, take a risk, and be 110% committed to their cause. It's the individual's mindset and the type of service that they provide which ultimately dictates their formal structure. Okay, okay. But is there something, okay. what, what, um, you know, what, de- what designate, you know, what, um, what is the line that says, you know, that this should be, I should think about creating my business as a nonprofit versus I should think about creating this business as a for-profit? It's, it's going to depend on, on what your mission is. You know, um, whether it's a non-profit or a for-profit, it's still a business. Mm -hmm. And so depending on what your mission is, you know, whether you're you're, you're providing the service to individuals, so it's really, like I said, it's going to, you know, how the individual's mindset of who's doing it, that that ultimately dictates what it is you want to do. Because you may be wanting to provide a service to individuals and because you have that passion and you know that this is something that's needed and and your ultimate desire is not to make a living from it but to help other people. So you you may tend to go the nonprofit route. But if you're providing this same service and and you're in it to make money and and we'll use daycare for an example. Daycare can go either way. It can be a nonprofit or it could be a for-profit. And so, it, you know, it's going to depend on the individual and what their focus is That that's going to dictate which formal structure, you know, because no matter what it is, got to work hard, you got to sacrifice, and you got to be 110% committed to it. 
Okay. Interesting. Okay. Um, Tynetta, can mm-hmm. you um just um whoever it is out there that's thinking about starting, you know, a nonprofit organization, can you just give us a brief rundown on the process of creating and growing a nonprofit organization from the beginning to the end? Yeah. Let's see. Okay. It basically starts with a vision. Then it's followed by soliciting other individuals who share your vision. And so once you've garnered their support, you set out to devise a vehicle that best suits making that vision a reality. Now you're on a mission, and your mission has a goal. And with any goal, you have steps that you need to follow in order to achieve that goal. Um, Those steps serve what's called objectives. Any focus, then you're faced with how to carry out those steps. And that's your method. And with any method, you need a plan. And that plan may or may not require formal structuring. However, that plan should have the ability to produce a return on investment, meaning whatever you put into it, you should you should achieve desired outcomes from it. Um, let's see. That's what's termed inputs, activities, outputs, and outcomes. And last but not least, implementing your plan and how much it's going to cost to do that. So okay, if you don't take yeah, all those that's, that's a big things, factor. Yeah, if you don't take all that's of those things factor. into consideration and seek a mentor and ask for help, the end of your nonprofit comes quicker than you think because that's an ongoing creation. Can you elaborate a little bit more when you say seek mentorship? Yes. You want to seek individuals that know more about what you're doing than you do. You know, a lot of times we think because this is something that we're doing, we're passionate about it, and we're committed to it, that we know how it goes. But it's always a good thing to seek somebody out that has been there and done that. It helps you avoid a lot of mistakes, saves you a lot of time, frustration. Uh, It helps you avoid burnout. I have several mentors because I do a lot of things. So you always want someone that you can go to and ask advice. Or even if they don't give you advice, they're able to give you options and choices. You always want that. Okay, now would you seek a mentor um, as far as, like, seeking a mentor in the field that you're looking to go into? Because, uh, like, for instance, Katrina, um, I consider her my mentor, but it's for, like, various different things, not just, um, you know, Um, Mm career-wise. So what type of mentor should you you seek, um, you know, for going into a business? I think you should seek professional and personal mentors, you know, because starting any endeavor is stressful. And if you don't have someone that can help you personally, you know, you you can ruin your business. You know, aside Mm -hmm. from having someone that can help you develop and grow your business. So you, you you need a mentor for what you're doing professionally, and you need a mentor for yourself personally. 
That is interesting, very interesting. You know, um, I was on your uh, website, and which it, I'm going to say is a very, very nice website. And you. um, you're welcome. As I was looking at your website, I saw that you had um, different capacity building um, processes kind of broken down. Um, leadership capacity, management capacity, technical capacity, adaptive capacity, um, uh, program funding capacity, or, you know, uh, uh, program and fund development. Um, so it sounds like, um, as I was reading, it, it, sound, it seemed as though, you know, someone may have a nonprofit, and in some areas they may do pretty swell. Like as far as being able to have a mission statement and, and to have a board of directors, they're, they're pretty strong in that area. But they may have a weakness uh, when it comes to uh, writing a job description or the budgeting process. Or um, they may have a strength when it comes to um, uh, developing outcomes, but maybe not so strong when it comes to um, collecting outcomes or collecting feedback. Um, Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, yeah. And so what we do, everyone that we work with, we devise a complete plan. You know, when you when you come in, because a lot of times people say they want to start a nonprofit organization, without a clue of what it what it entails. You know, it it's work. You know, or they'll say I want a grant, I want to get a grant, and really don't have a clue about what it takes to get a grant. And so we cover the whole we cover the whole uh, process of of sitting down with you, going over what it is you want to do you know, developing your mission, you know, how to evaluate your program, how to make it effective, how to make it efficient, you know, how how to be responsive to, to your client's needs. We we cover everything. that, And then by the time they've completed that process, they'll know whether or not they want to actually start an organization or if, this, or if they just want this to be a project or a program that, you know, that they want to run. So we we cover and we cover as much as we can. We cover as much as we can, and that's why we list all of those things because a lot of times people don't take everything into consideration. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Well, you know, you talk about you talked a little bit about grant writing, um, and so that was a great lead-in to the next question. How important is knowing how to write grants or having a good grant writer? Okay, well, the way I look at it is that, you know, the grant is the actual money. And so if you're not the entity that's distributing the money, the importance lies in your ability to understand the process of how how to go about obtaining that grant, irregardless of whether you call yourself a grant writer or whatever your title may be, you you have to understand that process. Because I found out as a as a student, you know, and uh, uh, the grant process as a, uh, that I would have to go through for my PhD program. You know, there are a lot of community people, uh, residents, who apply for grants. Doctors, nurses—they're not necessarily grant writers. 
but they understand that process. So I think what it is is that being able to understand the process because the grant is the actual money. Mm. Okay, so it's mm-hmm. understanding the process. Yeah, of how to go about obtaining it, yes. Okay, okay. Okay, well, Tynetta, can you, um, most people that look into going to business, uh, one of their biggest fears is failing at whatever it is that they're trying to do. So um, can you give us uh, one of the reasons many nonprofit organizations fail? Okay. I think many nonprofits fail because they forget their elementary education. Who, what, when, where, how, and why. Meaning they forget Mm -hmm. who to ask for help, what type of help to ask for, when to ask for help, where to go get the help, how to ask for help, and why it's important that you ask for help. In a nutshell, you really cannot do it all by yourself, and that's why you fail. Even with me being a for-profit entity, there are so many facets of developing a for-profit business that I have to seek out others in order for me to do what I need to do and to continue to operate my business. And so I don't have a problem. And and by me being a developer, being able to ask is one of my strong suits. So I have no problem asking for anything, donations, requests, help, whatever it is. So you have to be able to ask for help. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Well, Tanetta, um, in your um, bio, um, it says that you are currently the vice president of the Clyde Raymond Community Center. Can you tell us a little about the community center and the services they offer? Yeah, and, and it's the it's Clyde Rockman. Ah, sure, Rockman. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's a uh, it's a nonprofit entity that's housed in uh, the Huff community, and mm-hmm. um, their signature program is called Seniors or Jewels, and it encompasses health-related discussions over lunch, with an ac- afternoon of activities. They call it Terrific Tuesdays. They have an annual conference every year called Seniors or Jewels. They just recently held their fifth conference. Uh, they offer basic computer literacy classes, and um, they offer a class that's facilitated by Dr. Elsie Woods entitled the Trivalent Understanding. And so their basic focus is is wellness, you know, physically, mentally, and spiritually. Mm. Nice. Okay. Okay. Well, Tynetta, um I know one of the biggest things that um, you've been pushing throughout the show is whenever a person is um, looking to start any type of organization or business, is to, you know, ask for help when needed. So um, would you say that uh, one, of the, one of the biggest things for, um, you know, executives and directors uh, about moving forward in a nonprofit organization will be the same thing, or would you add anything to that besides um, you know, asking for help when needed. No, I, I think it's the I think it's the same thing. I think that they they have to keep in mind that they are the leaders. And as though 
they are not the do-all, be-all. You know, and, and so they have to remember to ask for assistance. You know, seek a mentor. Um, you know, and like I said, I have several of them. You know, but as a leader, you're supposed to, you know, be able to delegate and, and surround yourself with individuals who know some things that you don't know. And and a lot of times as, as uh, executive directors, uh, you don't do that. And you can you can be run you can run your organization for ten years, and then you start suffering burnout, and and the simple things that you could that could have saved you that you just never asked anybody for any assistance because you probably felt that they couldn't do the job that you wanted did when when you have to give them that chance you have to do that can't you can't assume everything on yourself. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Wow. So, um, Tynetta, how how can our listeners get in contact with you regarding your um, consulting services? Well, they can give me a call, area code 216-451-1433. They can email me at McCallConsultingInc. at gmail.com, or they can visit my website, www.mccallconsultinginc.com. Nice, nice. Now I know Monica wants you to, wants to ask you one more question, but I, I want to ask you: Do you ever um, do you ever do workshops or um, consult? You know, do you ever do workshops um, or or um, uh, classes? You know, go into organizations or entities to teach classes. Yes, I do. As a courtesy to to individuals I work with, I offer a series of workshops in the first quarter of every year. It starts out with an afternoon soiree where everyone gets to eat and mingle and socialize and network, and and we have speakers and vendors there. And then um, over the course of the following couple of weeks, we do workshops on uh, uh, developing your board, cultivating funders, uh, understanding the uh, proposal process so that during the first quarter of the year you kind of have some tools in your tool belt to assist you with running your organization throughout the rest of the year. That is really nice. Okay. Nice. This is, yeah, I do this have is one an more question. Oh, I'm you. sorry. <laughs> yes, no, yes, yes. Do, we do it at the beginning. At the beginning of of the year, so we'll have one coming up in January. Okay. And well, you'll have to let us know about that so we can advertise that for you. I sure will. Okay. All right, Monica. Sorry about that, Monica. Go ahead. Oh no, it's fine. I just uh, because you guys were talking about the workshops and things like that, which brings me to my last question that I have. Um, Tynetta, we have a global listening audience. You know, some people as far as India, Singapore, and even as close as Cleveland and Cleveland Heights. Um, I was wondering, if someone is interested in your service services um, that's not particularly in the area, can they still contact you? Can you still work with them? I sure can. They can come to me. I can come to them or go to them, rather. But, yes, yes, because the pro- the development process is consistent across the board, so it really doesn't matter where you are. 
providing a quality service that you can, you know, achieve desired results is the same across the board. Nice, nice. All right, well, we're going to begin to wind the show down, but before we do, I'd like you to offer your contact information once more to our listeners, Uh, Tynetta. Okay, the the phone number is area code 216-451-1433. My email is uh, McCallConsultingInc at gmail.com, and the website is www.mccallconsultinginc.com. Also, I would like like to say thank you for for, uh, considering me. You know, it's really been an honor, and I really appreciate it. Oh, you are welcome. Absolutely. You provide a really great service. Uh, to grassroots um, organizations who are doing some some dynamic work, um, yes. and so thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Yes, you are really really doing a great service to the community to the society. I really like what you're doing. Thank you, thank you. I do too. I like it too. <laughs> it's okay, long hours. Well, We'd like to um, invite you to come on our show um, at another time, if that would be okay with you. That would be great, yeah. Great, great. Okay, well, we want to thank you, um, our listening audience, uh, for tuning in to another edition of Positively Affirmative. If you like us, spread the word, spread the good news about our show. You can also email us your topics that you'd like to hear more about um, at kjones at prosperitylifecoach.com. Join us again next Sunday at 6.30 p.m. for another edition of Positively Affirmative. I am your host, Katrina Jones, Prosperity Life Coach of Satari Life Skills Institute, along with your co-host, Monica Renee of Topics and Issues, uh, wishing you a great week. Have a great week, everybody. Okay, bye, everybody. Bye. Don't mess with Mr. In-Between. Don't mess with Mr. In-Between.